Hey, I'm Andy, and you're watching the Andy McMillan Podcast, and this is the Christmas edition. Fa la 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 la. Well, this is the Christmas edition, and uh, I'm hanging out with my friend Austin Nalen that we'll introduce in just a moment, uh, but I really think today is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to talk about a couple of different things in this particular episode. Number one, we're going to talk about how to deal with the holiday season, how to get through it in a healthy way. I mean, 2020 has been hectic enough, and the holidays tend to pile up on people. And so we're going to talk about what it looks like to get through the holiday season in a healthy way. And then we're also going to talk about how to deal with difficult family through the holiday season because we all have those, right? So we're going to talk a little bit about that as well. Uh, But uh, it's going to be a great day. Before we jump in, let me give you a couple of different things that I'd love for you to do. If this content's made an impact in your life, take a second, like this video or like the audio podcast you're listening to, and then share it. If you're watching on YouTube, you could actually click share on your phone and text it to somebody um, or just share it on your social media. And you can send a podcast to somebody as well uh, from your phone. Let them hear it, and hopefully it'll make an impact in their life as well. Well, I'm here today with a a good friend of mine. His name's Austin Nalen. We've known each other for a couple of years, Um, and uh, I had the privilege of being his professor when he was in college at the School of Urban Missions. He lives in Hermiston, Oregon, uh, which... I don't know, like, for those of you who don't live in Oregon, I know that when I lived in Florida, everybody was like, oh, you live in Florida. You must go to Disney World all the time. Well, just because we live both in Oregon doesn't mean we're close to each other. We're actually three and a half hours away from each other. So there's a reason we're still doing this digitally. It's it's a little bit of a drive. But how about you, Austin? How you doing? How's it going in Hermiston, Oregon? Man, I'm doing well. Uh, it's uh, it's you know it's really cold over here in Hermiston, Oregon, but that's all right. And uh, yeah, you know we're back on a two week pause actually for uh, COVID, whatever a two week pause means. Uh, basically, took us back to the baseline, stay at home order. But uh, uh, yeah, it's it's going all right. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Austin has a podcast. It's called the Life Podcast with Austin Nalen. Is that right? Uh, yep. There'll be a there'll be a link in the the YouTube uh, uh, description area as well as on Apple Podcasts. Uh, I've actually really enjoyed it. We both kind of started doing this uh, in similar seasons. So you're you're at episode like uh, ten, I think. Is that right? Yeah, episode twelve actually. Okay, episode twelve. So you started just a little bit ahead of me, uh, and um, and it's it's great. I've really enjoyed kind of watching your journey. I'm a little jealous. Uh, you have some better technology than I do, uh, but I don't know. Yours looks pretty good. I've been impressed by it. I love it, man. But you've got the fancy, um, you've got the fancy Rode Procaster, which is which is pretty dope. I, yeah, I'm I'm kind of jealous every time I see. People start with that. However, I also have to provide for two toddlers. I mean, you've got a kid. How old's your How old's your baby? Yeah, she's uh, fifteen months. Um, what's her, so, uh, what's her name? Remind me. Her name is Ellie. Ellie. Okay. Cool. Yeah. No. She. She's a cutie. I just couldn't remember her name. She's. She's a cutie. I didn't have a ton of students with kids, so I, I definitely remembered um, you getting you getting ready to have a baby. So that's that's pretty cool. Uh, but. 
Today, we're going to jump into our topic, uh, and that is just how do we deal uh, with the holiday season? For a lot of people, we know this, that it's very stressful. We actually know that more people, uh, unfortunately, um, commit suicide in the month of December traditionally than in the rest of the year combined. So that tells us it's obviously stressful, very depressing for a lot of people. And we just want to talk a little bit about Um, How do we deal with that? How do we get through the holidays in a healthy way uh, where even even if we do feel those stresses, we can deal with them in a healthy manner? Uh, What are are some of your thoughts, Austin? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I know plenty of people who just do not look forward to the holiday season, whether that be Thanksgiving, Christmas, um, anything like that. But yeah, I think this is a great topic to talk about. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to share what we got going on today. Yeah, I think it's interesting because for those of us who don't necessarily have um, difficult family situations or or, uh, bad, you could just say bad family situations, there are a lot of positives that we think about with uh, with Christmas. And so there's a lot of positives that we think about with Thanksgiving um, and and just that holiday season or, you know, Hanukkah if you're Jewish. But uh, for all of the people who are watching this who are Jewish, the multiplicity of people. Anyway, uh, no, I, I think that a lot of us kind of forget that for a large portion of the population, it is difficult. It is lonely. You actually may be the reason it's lonely for somebody if you have a healthy uh, family life because they see what you have and go, well, why don't I have that? Well, give us a few thoughts. What What's the first thought you've got when it comes to just having a healthy Christmas season? Yeah, I think, um, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind when I think about trying to navigate the holiday season is this, just keeping the main thing, the main thing. I know that um, if you're on any social media, you probably see all these celebrations that people are doing, all the parties they're throwing, maybe um, when it comes to Christmas, all the all the presents that other people might be getting that you're not getting or or whatever it is. But I think it's really important that we understand that the main reason that we are even celebrating these holidays in the first place um, as soon as we as soon as we shift our our focus to from what it originally was to something that it's not, that's going to bring along with it feelings that you shouldn't have had in the first place. Um, and I think keeping the focus, um, especially around Christmas time, on on God. I mean, it's we celebrate the birth of Jesus, and keeping it on that will really help us. Um, I think but keeping it really as. Um, what it was intended to be. So, I mean, it wasn't intended to be something to to eat good food or to get presents. So, um, yeah, I think that's definitely the first thought that I would have on that. Yeah, I think that that's a really good point. You know, for for those of us who follow Jesus, um, that it, there is something significant about this season. And even, I mean, obviously Thanksgiving isn't a spiritual holiday, but but just the idea of generosity and just the idea of being able to um, being able to show God's love through uh, how we live our life in this season, I think is it's kind of elevated uh, from that. You know end of like right after Halloween in through Christmas. I think another thing that's super interesting, you know, even for people that aren't necessarily Christ followers, that that you could even say, hey, listen, keep the main thing the main thing, that this season is about showing generosity to people around you, to, to caring for paying a special attention to people in in this season around you, caring for them, loving them, letting them see good come out of you. Uh, Hebrews 13 says, uh, don't neglect to do 
good, right? And, and to share with one another. And, and whether you're a Christ follower or not, I think that we can all say that the holidays are those times that we're to share with one another, that we're not to neglect to do good, even though it may be stressful, um, that we can live that life of generosity and live that life of love. And when we do that, it, it does rub off on us. There's a peace that comes naturally uh, from that. And, and it helps us even get through the season. The, what's the next tip you got for us? Yeah, I think the next tip is this to, to really make sure that we're practicing rest during this time of the holiday season, whether, uh, whether it be you're, you're starting the holiday season right after Halloween ends and you're just, you know, going full force for November and December, or whether you're the kind of guy, one of my, my youth pastor back in the day, he, he would not play Christmas music until after Thanksgiving. He just, he prohibited it at his house at uh, at youth group or whatever. But anyway, um, I agree with that. Just uh-oh. just for the record, <laughs> I totally agree. Yeah, before Thanksgiving, it's not appropriate. I, yeah, I yeah. saw I saw a calendar that said it had Thanksgiving circled and said, you know, this is Thanksgiving, but before and after were both times to celebrate Christmas. Anyway, before we get too far off topic, um, I, I think it's really important that we practice rest because this is a really busy season for for many people. And um, when I think about um, I guess this nativity scene that many of us, you know, have on our, on our mantles or whatever, it, it feels like a pretty chaotic scene to me. You know, they're in this barn or whatever. Um, there's probably animals around. Um, Mary and Joseph are kind of just moving all around the place, but I, I just have this picture in my head that when, when Jesus was born and, you know, they're holding their, their baby for the first time, the, a baby born of a virgin, that there was just this like overwhelming sense of peace and rest where they were at. And, and I think in the middle of our chaotic times as well, that we can find rest, we can find, we can find peace. And I think, I think it comes from this, that we have to set boundaries for the holiday season. Um, whether that be saying no to parties, saying no to whatever it is, maybe working a little bit less or, or saying yes to spending more time. Um, whether that be reading your Bible, being in prayer, um, just hanging out with friends that don't bring you stress or family that doesn't bring you stress, like do those things that will bring rest to you. Don't do the things that um, will bring stress to you. I think the holiday should be a time of rest and joy rather than stress and busyness. So that's a great point. I think that also one of the things that it's important to think about is rest going into the holidays, like not yeah. just rest in the holidays, but you know, when you look at the, the idea of Sabbath in the Bible, that, that this idea of Sabbath started on Friday night and then it went into Saturday and then ended on uh, Saturday evening. Well, why does it do that? Why does it work that way in a typical Jewish um, Sabbath? Well, because their days started at night and ended uh, in the afternoon. So it had a different it had a different rhythm of day than we think. We think day because we wake up early in the morning and then going into night. But a full day for them started in the evening. And I guess my point is this, that that Sabbath for a Jewish person and Sabbath for those who follow Jesus should be something that's preparing us. We often think about Sabbath or going to church at the end of the week, but actually it's about going at the beginning of the week. And if we think about Sabbath, and really Sabbath is learning to to rest and learning um, to depend on God, it's it's that time that we're preparing ourselves for the rest of that season. And I think if we can think about strategically in, in our own life that we choose to rest uh, in, in preparation for the next season that we'll find a lot more joy in it. Because I don't know, for, for me, I, I'm an executive pastor at a church and I oversee uh, staff and finances and I, I have the opportunity to preach a little bit. And to be honest, man, the last quarter of the year is just chaos. 
And it would be very easy to go into the Christmas season already exhausted. But we need to find time, like you said, maybe it's saying no to a party. Maybe it's saying no to extra things that would be fun. And choosing to back up just a little bit and relax before that season so that we can be ready and have energy and have some margin in our own personal health for the holiday season. Yeah, I, I love that. I, I too work at a church. Uh, I'm the youth pastor over here in Hermiston. And uh, I think it's, I mean, we, we've already started planning for our Christmas service, doing all that. I mean, a couple of weeks ago. So we, we're already full force getting all this stuff going and um, it is getting busy. So I, I definitely agree with that. And I think I need to, I love that idea of, you know, preparing yourself for rest or for these busy seasons. So that's really good. Yeah, it's interesting because like, and, and I may not have explained it thoroughly a second ago, but the, the beautiful thing about the way that Jewish calendar looks at days is that you start your day with rest. So not only is your Sabbath leading up to the week, but your, your days, every single day, it doesn't start with work. It starts with rest and preparation for the work that you're to do. And I just think that that's a really... It's a healthier way to think about your life that I start by just relaxing and I start by um, recuperating from uh, the time that I've been busy. Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. Want to move forward to the next point? Yeah, let's move on. Sweet. Um, I, I think another thing that will really help many of us is this idea of practicing gratitude or um, really just practicing this idea of being thankful for what, for what we have during the holidays. I think, again, going back to the idea of like social media, it's super easy to see what everybody else is doing, what everybody else has, um, and comparing that with what you don't have or what you aren't doing. And if you begin, if you're looking at life like, like that and comparing your life to somebody else's, you will, you will never be content. And I feel like, I feel like I've heard this message preached over and over again, you know, don't compare, don't compare, don't compare, but it's so, so easy. So I think it's a really great reminder for us to hear in, uh, in first Thessalonians five verse 18, it says this as kind of the end of the verse says, give thanks in all circumstances, not just when life is going well, not just when it's, it's not the holiday seasons, but in all circumstances, give thanks um, and I, and I think that if we, if we focus on what we don't have or on what we aren't doing, we will, we will hate the, ho- we will hate the holidays. Sorry. My, uh, my words aren't working today as well as they should. Um, but yeah, it's way easier to enjoy the holidays when we are thankful for whatever it is that we are doing. Maybe you're not spending it with your, with your family, but maybe you're spending it with some really great friends. Yeah. Uh, maybe you're, maybe you're at college and you, you don't have the opportunity to go home for Christmas, but you have some people or some, some work friends that you can hang out with. And I think, um, being thankful for that will shift your attitude from, from, um, being upset with what you don't have to, to being grateful for what you do have. And I know it sounds so simple, um, just to talk about it, but you really have to be intentional to be thankful for the things that you do have. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And I think that even finding ways in our own life, um, like in our own circumstances, that we can uh, be the reason that somebody else is thankful is, is important. You know, you, you talked about a lot of comparison and a lot of, um, a lot of just kind of looking around at what other people have. Well, what if you looked around to find people that you intentionally knew didn't have what you you had? And and maybe you found people that maybe are even in the similar boat that you are that you that you don't have a ton of people uh, for for uh, the holiday season. It's just that opportunity of how do I how do I set myself up to be thankful and create mm-hmm. an environment that other people can be thankful in that season as well. 
Yeah. You know, that actually kind of sets up to this next point that I had ready for you is this idea of serving others. One way to really help us navigate the holiday season is to serve others. Uh, Growing up, I actually used to hate doing this, but my mom, you know, she loved it. Um, We used to go serve at these community dinners uh, every Thanksgiving and every uh, Christmas. Um, and it would be uh, for all the older people who didn't have any place to go, who who might not have any family to go to. And as hard as it, as much as I didn't like going, every time I went, I remember coming home being like, "Wow, I'm so thankful that I went and did that." And it really boosted my spirits um, in the moment. Like I like I remember one Christmas, it was like before we could even open any presents, my mom's like, "We're gonna go serve um, serve this community dinner, and then we'll come home and do that." And I was just like so mad. I was in probably like fourth or fifth grade or something like that. And uh, uh, we went and did it. And I was just like, after we came home, I was so happy. I was ecstatic that we got to do that. And I didn't, like, I forgot about the presents. What kind of fourth grader forgets about his Christmas presents? But, but I mean, I think it, it just goes to show that this idea of serving others will really put us in a place to see what we have. Um, not saying that just because others don't have things, we should be grateful for what we do have. But to say that like, people really are out there struggling and it really puts into perspective um, the things in our life. And there was, there's one couple every year that we would go that my mom was super great friends with because of these dinners. And they just loved coming every year and talking to us. And we would only see them on Thanksgiving and Christmas and that was it. But they remembered us. They, they remembered that our conversations were meaningful. And, and that honestly meant the world to me um, to see that interaction happen between my mom and, and these older couples. So it was super cool to see. And I would highly recommend um, whether that be serving in your church, serving at a community dinner, or, or doing whatever it is that you can do to help or bless somebody during the holiday seasons. There's all sorts of things you can do. You can adopt a family, um, whether that be paying for you know things that they need or presents for their families, whatever. There are all sorts of opportunities that you can look into in your own local community, I would imagine. Yeah. And I think that there's something so helpful about the perspective shift when you begin uh, to to serve people. You know, it's very easy in our own selfishness and in our own limited perspective of just our own life to realize um, or to think that we don't have anything going for us. But honestly, when you begin to do things like that and you do begin to serve people uh, that that are in a different life situation than you, it makes a difference. I mean, that's why missions trips are so powerful for so many yeah. people. Going into a city and seeing um, you know people living in houses that have mud floors and and seeing that first, not like seeing it in like a National Geographic, but like standing in their home and seeing that it's different. Uh, and that's that's a little off topic, but but it isn't in the sense that principally it's the same thing. Right. That when I go and I experience what other people are experiencing, it does help me be uh, a little more grateful and thankful uh, for what I do have. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Well, what's, what's uh, I think you got you got one more or two. Minutes? Yeah, I got one one more a quick point to share with you. Um, and it's this, uh, to navigate the holiday season, it's very important to take it one day at a time. Uh, in the book of Matthew chapter six, verse 34, Jesus is talking about anxiety and worry. But he says this, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And it's this idea. I think it's really this idea that we cannot control everything. So there's no point in trying. Um, and that's coming from a guy who loves to control. Like I'm a control freak. Like my, my, Having a kid was like one of the hardest things for me because because um, she terrorizes my living room. All the rooms in my house will just pull all the toys down, make a mess. And I'm just the kind of guy that wants to control it and make sure it's clean. Like I'll follow after her and just pick up everything. But that 
when I do that, all I'm doing is worrying more and, and having more anxiety because she's making this mess. But when I let go of that and realize, hey, there's nothing I can do. She's a toddler. She's going to do that. Um, then I'm okay. Then, then my attitude shifts. And I think it's super important in this holiday season that we take it one day at a time and realize we can only control today. We can't control what tomorrow is going to bring. Um, and, and, and the holidays, I say this because the holidays can feel like they last forever. Um, if you're starting them right after Halloween or even after, after Thanksgiving, you, you have Christmas shopping, you have decorating. My wife already pulled out the Christmas tree. Like, like we're already in full. Yeah, dude, I'm with you, bro. I'm with you. But she did it. I was at work. I couldn't stop it. And, uh, so, so it can feel like it lasts forever, but it's so important that we take it one day at a time, controlling only that which we can control. When, when we try to control everything else that just leads us down a spiral of anxiety and, and, and freaking out and depression and whatever. So I would just recommend um, taking it one day at a time and doing all that you can in that day. Yeah, and I would, I would say too, um, having somebody that in that one day at a time that you can talk to, uh, somebody maybe that's disconnected completely from your family that you can pick up a phone and just say, hey, um, life really sucks right now because X, Y, and Z, and really begin to talk that out. Um, you know, scripture tells us, uh, to bear one another's burdens. And a lot of times the reason that we are so anxious and the reason that we are so depressed is because we bottle everything up and we keep it to ourselves. And I think especially around the holiday season, because who wants to admit that their holiday season sucks? Like nobody wants to admit that. And so we keep it to ourselves. We don't talk about it, but uh, there's this idea of, healthy relationship requires bearing one another's burdens. And and we need that in our life. If you're struggling, if you need somebody to talk to, reach out to somebody and just set up a time, call somebody, pick up a phone and just say, hey, I'm struggling right now. Uh, And tomorrow I might not be struggling, but right now I need to just chat with somebody. Yeah, definitely. I love that. I think it's it's okay to not be okay. Um, And it's okay to talk about your problems. Um, There's nothing wrong with that. It's not feminine or whatever, like we all need to do it. Um, yeah, I, I'm with that. I love that. So on a lighter note, what is the best Christmas present that you ever received as a kid? The best Christmas present I ever received as a kid. Wow. That's a big question. That's a big question. Which, what stands out? You can do top two. I'll let you do top two because that is a pretty, that, that's a long time period. What's the best two gifts that you ever got as a kid? Oh boy! All right, I'll I will uh, I'll tell you these, these. This first one's going to be really interesting. Um, I went through a season in my life where I thought that uh, I was in like third or fourth grade. I thought I was going to be a ventriloquist. Okay, I thought I was going to make it big time. There's no and, way. Uh, there's no, no way that you were going down that road. I, no, there was not, but I thought I was. I'll have to send you a picture of this puppet that I had. It was disgusting. For the but, love of God, I no, have to have that photo. Yeah, yes. I ha- I, so I got a puppet for Christmas and I literally carried that thing around with me everywhere. And, and, I, and I tried. Um, I, it turns out I'm a terrible ventriloquist, um, but that was definitely number one. I say it was number one because I probably was not more excited for any other gift than I was for that one in that season. Not that it's like my favorite now, of course, but uh, yeah, it was definitely exciting you, in the time. What made you want to be a ventriloquist? Like what, it, what turns your brain onto that? Because I want to make sure that my kids never have that experience. <laughs> like, like, so like you're going to help me like figure out what not to do with my right. kids. 
Right. I'm glad I could be the, the what not to do guy for your kids <laughs> to see. Um, honestly, I probably, I don't even remember. I do remember seeing some like ventriloquism videos or like on America's Got Talent or something like that. Maybe it was like Terry Fader. I don't know. What's anyway, I thought it was cool. That's a big, that's a big ventriloquist. Uh, is it uh, Jeff Dunham, that guy? Jeff Dunham, yeah. Was it Jeff Dunham? Did you see Jeff Dunham and you were like, oh, I want to be that guy? Um, probably not that guy. I don't remember watching that guy when I was in like in third and fourth grade at least. I don't know if he was that's, around back then. That's actually a legit point. No, that's funny. Okay, so what's the other present? What's, what's your second, your number two? My number two is actually the same Christmas. This was a really good Christmas. I don't know why, but I remember it being the same Christmas. Um, I got a keyboard, like a piano, okay. and uh, I played that sucker every day. Do I know how to play the piano now? Absolutely not. But I loved it. And I played the I played the heck out of that thing. Hey, I have a upright, like really nice piano in my house and I can barely play it at all. <laughs> so I mean, I, I feel your pain. And it's a giant piece of furniture. It's actually it's sitting over there. Nice. Um, and so yeah, it's sitting right there. But uh I mean I I piddle on it, but I'm not very good. So anyway, I, I feel your pain on the keyboard. Okay, well, those are pretty good. I, I think, like, for me, my my favorite gifts were um, probably my Red Ryder BB gun. Nice. I have, like, the Christmas Story Red Ryder BB gun. I, I got one of those as a kid. Love it. Uh, it even had, like, the little leather straps that you could, like, tie it <laughs> off onto a saddle. Uh, and low-key, I definitely tried to attach it to my bicycle <laughs> those things several times. Uh, also, probably the first thing that was gone. I wonder if my parents still have that. I bet my parents still have that somewhere. I loved yeah. Red Rider BB gun. Um, and I probably used it every month like or every week, uh, at least several times a month for most of my childhood, except when I shot my sister with it. Uh, and they took it away for a couple of months. So Yeah, I'm sure that didn't go down was, well. She probably had it coming. um and then probably my second favorite gift was uh i had a bicycle that was like that i got that it was black and green it had like green stripes or whatever on it and i don't know why that was my favorite bicycle i I actually ended up getting like a nicer 18 speed later on but i loved that bicycle it was the bicycle style that like you you uh, braked with your just like pushing your pedals backwards oh yeah love that bicycle loved that bicycle How old were you when you received said bicycle? That's a great question. I was probably like six or seven, like probably in that range. Because I think I was a little older when I got the mountain bike that had like multiple gears. But man, I loved that bicycle. Those those are probably my two most memorable two most memorable gifts as a kid. Oh, I had this is I, I use the junk out of this too. But you probably don't know what this is. Do you know what a Sega Game Gear is? Of course I do. Come on. Okay. Well, not a lot of people do because it predated the Game Boy. And true, so, true. so I mean, but I had one. I had one. And it was like this big and it was like that thick. Um, yeah. I mean, it was, the battery was ginormous and it would last a couple hours. It was, it was a lot of fun. I actually looked online a couple of years ago to see if you could still buy them like, you know, like retro. And yeah. they're going for like three or $400. Then you kept yours, I guess. I know, right? But uh, well, it, this has been a lot of fun talking about just how to get through Christmas. Um, I, thank you so much, Austin, for hanging out with me uh, today. And uh, hey, if you enjoyed this video, I I know that there's a bunch of people that are probably dreading the holidays. Help some people out. Share it on your social media. Send it to some people that you might know that are struggling. But until next time, you're watching the Andy McMillan podcast. <laughs>